This is Amanda Burse. You're listening to My Bleeding Ears. What's wrong, Charlie? Don't you want me anymore? to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 46. Woohoo! And we have a bunch to talk about this episode. We and do. if you've never listened to My Bleeding Ears before, we are pretty much uh, a podcast about talking about genre filmmaking and we do a movie of the week. And if you don't know what genre filmmaking is, it's not popular filmmaking for the most part, but a lot of people seem to love it. Uh, good examples are like horror movies or just uh, low-budget action films, mm-hmm. uh, exploitation films, uh, the like, like that. You know, right. I, it's the kind of stuff I grew up with and continue watching to this day. And I know there's other people out there in the world who like these movies too, and you know, might want to listen to me sound smart about them. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So thank you for joining us. Uh, if you're this is your second, third, fourth episode. Thank you for coming back and, and checking us out. The show is getting better. Uh, <laughs> it really is. Thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us for, for uh, 46 episodes now. <laughs> uh, I remember I started a little over a year ago, and it was just myself, the first episode, and it was Demons, and I was very nervous and didn't um, actually write everything out. Um, and it, it took me a while to edit that one and everything, and so I... I think we've come a long way since that episode, where I have a co-host now, which I've had for a very long time now, mm-hmm. since near the beginning. Um, so yeah, a lot is um, a lot has started working out for this show and just for the podcast and everything. I this is just something I've always wanted to do in my life, and now with the you know the internet and and just the podcasting <laughs> and f- smartphones and you know all this stuff, it makes it so much easier to do this. And I hope to be doing this for a thousand episodes, but we'll see. We'll see how long I live. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely until you're dead. I see that. Happening. Yeah, well, well, if I can start doing maybe like two or three episodes a week, I might be able to accomplish that, but uh, <laughs> it's not looking good in, in my health and everything. So <laughs> <laughs> We have a lot of bad habits. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's start talking about some of the stuff we've done in the past few weeks. I've had a, uh, quite a few guests now on the show. And I like to mix things up a little bit, but now we're going to get back to what the normal show is about, which is pretty much Jocelyn and I, uh, just talking about like what we've seen lately or our different Comic-Cons, Comic-Cons we've gone to or different TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a return of Jocelyn's Corner this week. She's got a good one for you. Yes. Or, or good as in, you know. Good, just... <laughs> you know, subjective. It's a, it's a subjective look at her, her movie, her corner this week. So uh, let's start it out here. Uh, a few weeks ago, we went to Flashback Weekend in sh- uh, Chicago here, or the Chicago suburbs, uh, mm-hmm. Rosemont, and like near Schaumburg and all those places. You know, the places people, you know, you'll meet in a different like uh, uh, state, and you'll be like, hey, where are you from? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. You'll be like, oh, yeah, what part? And they'll be like, Schaumburg or yeah. Crystal Lake or something. You know? <laughs> it's one of those things. I am starting to sympathize with those people. Like, they just don't want to waste their time telling you about a suburb of Chicago, so they just say Chicago because yeah. they know you don't know anything about the Midwest. Yeah, like, what the fuck's a Lombard? You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except maybe Chicago. Exactly. Or Detroit, Yeah. Uh, we but went yes. there. Uh, we had a great time. We weren't there very long. It was a couple hours, a few hours. Like three hours. I We got there early, and I got to see the two people that I wanted to meet right away. There was no line. So I was like, I'm going to meet them right now. <laughs> I was all pumped up. And who did you meet? So first I met Stephen Jeffries, and I called him Stephen Jeffries. And he did not correct me, but when he, uh, he did a podcast intro, which was amazing, <laughs> and he said his name correctly, and then I felt like a giant dick. But he was so nice. Um, he signed a picture for me. He, he was just very, very kind. I was really nervous. It was the first person that I met that day. 
And if you don't know who Stephen Jeffries is... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He's, like, he's evil in Fright Night. In Fright Night. He's evil from Fright Night, and he's I 976 evil. Yes. That guy. There. And he did t- tons of porn, so... Uh, Gay porn, by the way. Yeah, he did a lot of gay porn. Maybe his name in the gay porn was Joffrey's, so... Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah. Because I, when I did look at his IMDb page a few years ago, I just thought, oh my god, I hope he's okay. And when I posted a picture of him, at least two people commented on Facebook, oh my god, he looks okay! And everyone was relieved. It does, seem, <laughs> it does seem like adult film stars tend to age pretty quickly. You know, they don't seem to stay I mean, fresh very long. There's no yeah. shame in doing porn. No, no, no. I'm not no. saying that. It's not just, at all. There's, you're at a really high risk for like drug abuse and alcoholism and yeah, domestic abuse Domestic even, abuse, rape. Yeah, it's, 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 it seems to be common among in that, that uh, profession. Right. So but yeah, he, he, he looks seems okay, fine. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess what it is too is if you've watched let's say a uh, a 22-year-old porn star, you watch her for so many years, then you see her uh, out in the open years and years later, and they don't look as good as they do in the movies, but yet again, they spackle on so much makeup. True, (laughs) yes. I don't know if you've ever seen, like... um, uh, before and after pictures of porn stars before they do their shoots, oh, they'll I do have. like a, a makeup. They'll, they'll take a picture of themselves without makeup, then they'll put, take a picture with makeup, and it's wow. <laughs> it's Some like, of them oh. are a little upsetting. Like I want to see their driver's licenses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking but, about yeah. age. I'm talking about like meth scars and stuff. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so anyway, I met him. Was very nice. Um, took a picture, did a podcast intro, um, and then I met Amanda Burse. And I decided I just wasn't going to say her name to her. Right. <laughs> it's lucky that I didn't because I was going to say Amanda Bierce. And when she did the podcast intro, it was Amanda Burse. She was amazing. She was so kind. I gave her my pot, the card for our podcast. And she said, that's great. This is really great. Good for you. Um, before I met her even, I heard her. She got down on her knees next to this little girl who was really nervous to meet her. And I heard her say, cut it out, evil. It's not <laughs> Funny. She's Amy from Fright Night, by the way. And also Marcy from All My Children, if you didn't watch Fright Night. Um, and this little girl just laughed her butt off. She thought it was so funny. Um, so she did an intro for me. She took a picture. She talked to me for a while. She, I could see her talking to everyone for a while. She was so very nice. She kept my card. Usually they just hand it back. But she kept it. She's probably not going to do anything with it. But I was like, she kept my card. So she was great. I had to pick two. William Ragsdale and Tom Holland were there, too. You're going to talk about Tom Holland. Right. Well, William Ragsdale, I did kind of wave at him from far away, and he winked at me, so that was nice. Hey, I mean, that, I guess that's a step up from Kane Hodder touching your butt. Yeah, but, you know. definitely. It's a little classier than that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> hey. It wasn't like a gross wink. It was like, oh, this girl waved at me. Wink. <laughs> like guy. a paternal wink, even. Oh, <laughs> well, the guy from Herman's Head gave you a wink, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is Charlie from Charlie Friday Night. from Friday. Yeah. So then you met... I met the director, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And writer. A writer and director, mm-hmm. yes. And, oh, man, I I went up to him. He's, he's he's pretty old now, you know. He was he was looking a little frail. Yeah, he's older than I thought. He's in his 70s, I 70s? think. 70s? Yeah. Oh, he, I would have thought it was 80s. Yeah. I mean, he was looking pretty frail. But, you know, good spirits, though. And, yes. And I went up and I said to him, like, you know... Um, Something I've been wanting to tell him for years now. I said to him that uh, that scene in Fright Night where the dance club scene is my favorite scene in film of all time. And I think it's the most perfectly executed scene I've ever seen in my life, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, he grabbed my hand and he's like, you know, people tend to come up to me and tell me how much they love Fright Night so much more to another classic that I did, which was Child's Play, which mm-hmm. is... A l- a lot more iconic with the Chucky right. character and everything. So uh, he was just like, thank you. I'm like, yeah, well, no, <laughs> thank you, man. And yeah. then I pretty much was silent after that. <laughs> and then he was, I he, talked to him for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he signed a coloring book for me, and I got a picture taken with him, and that was, that was awesome. It made my day. Yeah, he was left-handed. He writes with a hook exactly like I do. I'm left-handed, and I write all cattywampus. 
So that was exciting. I know. I guess left lefties are are, are drawn to me. I guess, man. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you attract left-handed I, people. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, I was able to meet Serena Vincent, who uh, you may remember from movies like Not Another Teen Movie. And her biggest film was uh, Cabin Fever, where she mm-hmm. plays the girl who uh, shaves her legs. Yeah, and, shaves all the skin off her legs. Right. And she was very nice, you know, asked my name and everything. I introduced myself. And um, as I'm introducing myself, I'm, you know, trying to keep eye contact and everything. But I noticed that I didn't see when I initially walked up is that she was kind of wearing a sheer top. So I got to, like, look down her, her shirt and everything. It was, all right. <laughs> <laughs> she... You were actually pretty cool. I was, there man. There was a sheen of sweat there on was, your forehead. She was very attractive, okay? I know. I've, been, I've been wanting to get like a picture with her for years now, because the last year she wasn't there. I think she yeah, had to cancel. Yeah, she had to cancel. So I didn't get to meet her, so I was totally psyched. And... She is beautiful. Oh. I, I took the picture with you guys. I took three pictures. One of them, she wasn't ready, and she's making a derp face. Her derp face is beautiful. <laughs> she's gorgeous. She was so nice. And that's about it. We weren't there very long. Uh, I brought my nephew with me. We got him a... I helped him pay for, like, a hoodie. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes hoodie. And just walked around to different vendors. Yeah. It's not very big. I wish it was a little bigger, but... I mean, we're, It's not we're very big. Go. I think he had a good time. Shout out to Yoshi. Hi, Yoshi. Um, <laughs> but he didn't really know anybody. Yeah. We got close to Brad Dorif, and when I said Chucky, he knew who that was. Right, yeah. But I don't know if he cared... About Brad Dorf, really? Yeah. Yeah, Brad Dorf was there with his daughter too. They were signing. Yeah. The, um, the two other roles from Ash versus Evil Dead. I don't remember their names. I but, don't either. But yeah. Ash's Ash's friends there. Carlos, I think, was one of them. Or... <laughs> I don't even. Know I don't even <laughs> we haven't seen this what second season? Third. Third. We haven't season. seen the, we third, haven't seen season the third season. They both seem like they were really nice. Yeah, too. they're yeah. chilling. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hanging with people, bullshitting, and everything. So yeah, it was cool to see them. Four of the Jasons were yeah, there. Yeah, four of them. There's yeah. usually at least three Jasons mm-hmm. at this thing. So they were there. But they were doing a photo op right, where you and could Jason. get a picture with all four Jasons. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. cool. No yeah. Kane Hodder, though. No Kane Hodder, huh? But oh, well. I already met him. Yeah, touch your butt. <laughs> <laughs> we did get to finally see a movie in the theater. Yeah, we finally went back. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a while after Cinepocalypse seeing 20-some movies there. Mm-hmm. We saw The Meg. We did. Uh, about the uh, Megalodon shark, or our, our third year in a row of a shark movie, which is cool. I like that. Hell, put them out there every year. I'll go see them all like I did. Sure. But uh, out of the three that have come out, there was The Shallows, 42 meters down. Seven. And 47. Yeah. 47 meters down. <laughs> and uh, uh, The Meg. Uh, the Shallows I liked a lot. I did, too. Uh 47 meters down, I I like too. I mm-hmm. remember reading that that movie was going to be a direct-to-video uh, yeah. film, but they ended up releasing it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. I th- uh, no expectations. None. Exactly. That mm-hmm. actually helped me uh, like this movie a little more, I guess, mm-hmm. just knowing that uh, it wasn't originally supposed to be theatrically released. Um... The Meg uh, made for what, like $150 million? Is a, a, that right? A Chinese co production, too. Because, <laughs> I mean, China, China's are a huge, huge film, movie, um, uh, I don't know, production. Like, uh, like right. United States. Probably second to the United States. Uh, maybe even to third to India. Right. With their film production. It's set off the coast of Thailand, right? Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. Um, so. They incorporated some Asian, um, uh, whatchamacallit, actors and uh, uh, stars into this movie also. Uh, I was a bit disappointed with this film. Me too. And it's it feels stupid to say you were disappointed <laughs> in the movie. Like the Meg, because what did you want? But I don't know. I wanted it to be fun. Yeah, it really wasn't that fun. Some yeah. of the CGI sucked. Yeah. Well, one thing I did notice throughout this movie is that everyone is very complimentative. Complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> sorry. I can't uh, help it. English, English major. major English major. Thank you. That's why you're on <laughs> I'm <the show>. helping. <laughs> uh, they are. And, like, good job, everyone. You did a great job here. <laughs> yeah. You'll notice that in the film. I don't know what it is, but, hey, I guess, you know, a little, um, you know, 
compliments here and there can go far away. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like it was a waste of Rain Wilson's talents. He's supposed to be the comic relief, so make him say funny things. We all know Rain Wilson's funny. Then he doesn't do too much of that. No, Jason Statham has funnier lines than he does. Yeah, yeah, he does actually. Yeah, it's 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 your your typical Jason Statham vehicle with the shark. He's fine. It's just like he always is. He's Jason Statham. Yeah, the transporter underneath water. Right. That's <laughs> exactly. The sharks, I mean, the sharks are pretty cool. The you sharks know. looked cool. Yeah, I like them. It's, it's, yeah. PG-13 was part of the problem. I mean, I feel like you have to make it gory. Yeah, And I true. said that to my dad, and he said, well... Uh, Jaws was what PG and, and it was, was like, gory. Yeah, in yeah. like 1976. Yeah, it's when they only had two ratings. Right. <laughs> it would be an R rating now. Right. Yeah. And it's disappointing that the Meg wasn't rated R. I think it would have been more fun. It, I agree. If they would have made it a little more like Piranha. Yes. But, well, because we're only in Civilization for the last 20 minutes of the movie anyway, right. so that's where most of the violence would have been. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, disappointed. Yet again, how can you be disappointed in this yeah, movie? Exactly. I mean, it's uh, you screw us for saying we're disappointed in a movie like The Meg, but it just wasn't that fun. I ex- expected a little more fun from this stupid shark movie. That's right. all. Well, we did get a, a pretty good palate cleanser with this because we did finish the series season two of Glow. We did. Now, I am a, a fan of professional wrestling and have been for quite a while now. And it's, it's cool to see um, Glow represented in a TV show, uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, yes. if you don't know what that mm-hmm. is. I remember watching um, some of the episodes when I was younger. It really didn't appeal to me back then. And I don't think if that show was on right now, it would, would appeal to me, uh, especially now with wrestling uh, being a, a, a bit more serious and um, it's really getting into female wrestling more, like legitimate female wrestling. Right. Because before that, it was a lot of bra and panties matches or nightgown matches or mud wrestling matches. Right. And that, it wasn't really wrestling. There was no wrestling moves going on. Now, though, if you watch wrestling, it's, wow, it's, these women are, are, are really going out there and putting their bodies on the line and just coming up with really great wrestling like they've been doing in Japan for so long now. Mm-hmm. And in Mexico, even. Now, finally, we're seeing women as athletes and not as eye candy. Yeah, definitely. These women are the women in wrestling now. Right. But with Glow, though, it was a lot more of, uh, I don't know, uh, tomfoolery maybe in the ring. It was not too much wrestling. It was more of a soap opera, which wrestling is, but there, there weren't many wrestling moves incorporated. In the first season, I would agree with you, but I right. feel like in the second season, well, yeah. it's campy, definitely, yes. and it's campy on purpose, but the second season makes a point of these women training harder yes. and doing real wrestling moves. Because they had to, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It, but you can tell most of those scenes are those actors doing those wrestling moves. There are right. very few where they cut away where it's clearly a body double. You but can yeah, see good. it's like Betty Gilpin and Allison Brie learned some wrestling moves. Good, yeah, good. And, they, and they had to do that. Mm-hmm. They really had to learn some of the wrestling moves for this show. Yeah. And exactly what the women needed to do in wrestling anyway. Yes. In, in real life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoyed Glow very much. Uh, the acting in it is great. It's, it's top notch. Agreed. Like you said, Betty Gilpin's great. Allison Brie is great. Mark Marin, which I think he got snubbed for a nomination yeah. for that. He's great. Chris Lowell, too. Yeah. Piz from Veronica Mars, you guys. He made me weep slightly in season two. Yeah, he, great. All, yeah. All, all the wrestlers do a great job. There's wrestling cameos, too, from professional, actual professional wrestlers. So uh, I really enjoyed the season more than the second because of the wrestling, too. Yeah. It, it, they really came into their own. And it, just like any show, it's progressing, even with the show within the show. Yes. So I would say definitely check out Glow. Um, season two is out; has been out for a while. I got signed for season three, so yeah, we don't to... have a release date, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. can't wait to see where it goes from from here. Uh, and now we're gonna move on to Jesslyn's corner, where Jesslyn watches a a weird 
kind of movie without me watching and that gives he her a take care on about, it, yeah. which I don't give a shit about. <laughs> it's when it's the kind of movie where it kind of makes you think more. And yeah. I'm throwing that in her. I'm I'm kind of somewhat feeding her movies in a way to get her to watch these. Uh, these thinkers, you know, <laughs> where you nothing's... were curious about this one. I but... was for a while, but I just kind of gave up and really didn't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like it because you're, you're only, you really got to pay attention to it and you really got to write notes and everything. And after we're done talking about this here, you're going to write you're a blog about it on your, on your blog. Yeah. The blog will be available. I'm sure when you post this, right, I'm going to yeah. write it. I've been avoiding it because my notes are six pages long. So the blog is going to be a little ridiculous if I'm going to spoil it all. And I am. <laughs> so the movie is A Cure for Wellness from 2016, although I think it was released in the United States in 2017. I think that's a UK release date. Okay. 2016. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, it's a Gore Verbinski film. An ambitious young ex- executive is sent to retrieve his company's CEO from an idyllic, mysterious wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps, but soon suspects that the spa's treatments are not what they seem. Ooh. Ooh. Gore Verbinski movie, uh, he did the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, he Mm -hmm. did The Ring, the American version of The Ring, that's when I first heard about him. Which is a good film, I think, yeah. And Mouse Hunt. (laughs) Which I thought you said you thought that was a good film. I don't think it's a good film, but it it makes me chuckle. That's why I put it in there. Yeah, Christopher Walken, great. (laughs) <laughs> Justin Haith uh, is the writer who wrote Revolutionary Road, Bummer, The Lone Ranger, Mistake, <laughs> and Red Sparrow, which I haven't seen. Uh, yeah, so this stars Dane DeHaan as Lockhart, the young executive. Uh, it begins, uh, they're going to, m- these two big companies are merging, and one of their CEOs is missing, and they've realized that's the books have been cooked a little bit, and so they need to get their CEO and bring them back. Bring him back. Uh, so Dane DeHaan ventures out to the Swiss Alps to this wellness center to get uh, Mr. Pembroke, who's played by uh, Harry Grainer, uh, better known as the Mayor from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> one of the best villains of all time, I think, not just that show. Um, so. Yeah, weirdness ensues. There are a lot of eels. There, there's, there was one theme. I don't want to spoil it, but you see flashbacks where Dane DeHaan, uh, Lockhart's father, jumped off, I'm assuming, the San Francisco, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and then they never really follow up on what that was all about, mm. like his daddy issues. Um, I guess what I took from this movie was that consumerism is dangerous and people who just blindly follow like wellness centers or da 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 are sleeping and once you wake up and see it you can never go blind again they make a big point of all of that um and i i was interested throughout definitely and when i say throughout i mean two and a half hours (laughs) way too long gore verbinski when are you going to learn this um way too long and then the end you're, is bizarre. I mean, I can't spoil it here, but <laughs> I'll spoil it in my blog. It's bizarre. I was kind of angry. But I've been thinking about it since Sunday when I watched it, and I think I liked it, but I'm, like, pissed off that I liked it. <laughs> well, you sold me on eels, so... I... Oh, yeah. The eels are definitely a thing, and if I say any more about the eels oh, and okay. what they are, I'll ruin the whole movie, so you'll just have to read the blog. Um, All right. But I would say see Cure for Wellness. Give yourself about three hours because it's entirely <laughs> too long. Um, oh, uh, other people that are in it are Jason Isaacs, who's from Harry Potter, Lucius Malfoy, uh, the OA, Star Trek Discovery, Mia Goth, who plays Hannah. She's in Nymphomaniac and the upcoming Suspiria remake. Oh, yeah. There, actually, I think there's a new trailer coming out for that one pretty soon. I just watched the... The teaser for it, and that's all I'm gonna watch. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch this because I just I just want to go into it and just blah. Go I agree. Even, even though I already know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. But I still don't want to watch it. No, I agree. We already we saw the trailers for Predator and Venom, and I feel like it showed us way too much. Yeah, I was disappointed. Uh, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I would say see this movie. I wish I could talk about it a little more, but I 
feel like I'll ruin everything. So I'm going to ruin it You're on my blog. spoil it all on your I'm going to spoil it all on my blog. Yeah. <laughs> B minus. B minus? Oh, wow. You know, I guess I have to give it a C plus because it was uh, way too long. Yeah. Okay. C plus. C plus. Oh, yeah. shit. All right. Well, I guess maybe check out Cure for Wellness or wait for the blog. Yeah. That's what I do so I don't have to watch these movies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, this is Stephen Jeffries, and you're listening to my bleeding years. Our movie of the week is the 1996 Tom Holland-directed movie based on the Stephen King novel, Thinner. Thinner. Uh, thinner. Why this movie? Why? You know, I, this is my second Bachman film that we've yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Running Man, and now we're on Thinner. And uh, this is actually probably one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations. Even though this one gets like a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's not its not a well-regarded film. But I love it. <clears throat> and we're about to get into it yeah. right now. Alright, the synopsis. <laughs> An obese attorney is cursed by a gypsy to rapidly and uncontrollably lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's the movie. That is. That's all it is. That's the plot. And that's all we needed. Yeah, so what had happened was this attorney <laughs> was getting a BJ from his wife while he was driving. And let's just say this this attorney, he weighs about 300 pounds. Yeah, he's wearing a fat suit. <laughs> um, obviously, this is the Robert John Burke from Tombstone, Robocop 3, Oz, Rescue Me. He was ro- he was actually Robocop in Robocop right, 3. That's right. Because he's, yeah. so, he's like a slender dude, so he yeah. fit well into the Robocop suit. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's... I guess why they hired him for thinner too, because he's a very slim guy. Real slim, yeah. So yeah, he can easily just put on the fat suit and look skinny at the same time. Yeah. So getting a BJ from his wife while he's driving from a banquet or a party or something, mm-hmm. um, and this gypsy woman—I feel weird. I feel like we're not supposed to say gypsy anymore, but that's what they call them in this movie. So. You know, I, I, gypsy's <laughs> not wrong, and gypsy's not a race, so it's I'm, well. I'm, Gypsy kind of is a race, though. It doesn't just mean nomadic people. Well, yeah, it's well, it's uh, nomadic people from Romania, I believe. Yeah, well, Ro- Romania, but I also looked it up, and that they said, uh, well, I mean, around Turkey, which is what Romania is around Turkey, yeah, it's, but uh, northern India or something like that. So it's a bunch of different countries. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of a derogatory <laughs> term, is all I'm saying. But that's a, what well, they I mean, call them. gypsies are pretty bad, though. I, mean, I don't feel bad calling them a gypsy. You know? I mean, do you know any, like, gypsies that, like, own buildings and, like, you know, hire people and stuff? No, they're, like, nomadic thieves. So I don't feel bad at all. I don't know. I feel like you just lumped one category of people into their thieves. I got gypped, for lack of a better word. Anyway, getting yeah, well, BJ from his wife. You are, you are exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> getting gypped. <laughs> gypped? Oh, that's racist. Getting a BJ from his wife. Uh, this gypsy woman walks out on the road, and he hits her and kills her. Uh, so he goes to trial for it. No, he doesn't go to trial for it. They end up end up settling because he knows the judge. He knows. It wasn't even settling. It was just uh, any wrongdoing was dismissed. Yeah, no wrongdoing. Because he knew that. Yeah, he knew the yeah. judge. She knew the cop, and they lied for him. And this guy's an attorney too, so yeah. he he knows law. So he got out of it pretty easily for murdering someone. Yeah. Even though this woman just walked out in the middle of the fucking street, too. She did, but I'm listening to the book right now, uh-huh. and he admits in the book that he was about, like, 30 feet away from her and had plenty of time oh, to yeah. stop. He just wasn't paying attention. Mm. They don't really say that in the movie, but they he makes that pretty clear in the book. Right. That the fault was his. So, this gypsy man, who's 
uh, his her dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's his wife, I think, in the book, which oh, makes it? more sense. But I think oh. they want to make this gypsy man like ageless. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be like super old. Curses him. He rubs his face and he says, "Thinner." <laughs> so you find out later he starts losing weight rapidly. Um, which at first everybody's excited about, and then they start getting pretty scared about it because he's losing weight so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds out that the judge and his, the prosecuting attorney, or his attorney. No, no, the judge and the, judge the cop. And the cop, who did not breathalyze him. Nope. But stated in court that he did. Right. Yeah. They also got cursed by the gypsy guy, yeah. too. But with uh, the cop, it was something like zit or infection or something, yeah. I think. Yeah. They don't really say. They don't. But there's a dream sequence where you see him again, and it looks like he got the same curse that the judge did. But then it's a dream, so you're no, not sure. No, no, that's the same. No, those are different uh, Those are different guys. Oh, Because the, okay. the part where he's driving makeup. in the car, and that guy is all cracked. Yeah. Like, his wife said to him, lizard. Oh, so, so I thought that was the cop. No, no, no. That was the okay. that was the judge. The cop was okay. the guy in his house, and he blows his own head off. Right. Or you you hear him. Boils. Boils. That's what yeah. I think that yeah. curse is. I don't know. Yeah. The other guy was the judge, and he was a reptile. He was turning into he was starting to have scales. Yeah, his skin was getting all scaly. Yeah. So from there, you know, he starts to he's losing a lot of weight really quickly, and. Mm-hmm. Those other two guys are, are fucked up, too, and around this, he starts getting really um, paranoid paranoid about yeah. his wife fucking a friend of his who was a doctor, Dr. Yeah. Mikey. Uh. In the book, actually, he's not just paranoid that she's cheating on him. He's He insists that this is all her fault. Right. He doesn't accept any responsibility for this at all. Which kind of goes along with the movie. We'll, yeah. we'll get it to that we'll in a minute. We'll get though. there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the Dr. Mikey character wasn't even in the book, I believe. It was made up for the movie. But the book stays really, really... Re- uh, the movie stays really, really close to the book. Yeah, I haven't heard <clears throat> I, yeah, anything about the doctor and the wife so far. I've got about halfway through it today. Um, it's the judge, actually, in the book that he starts to get paranoid about mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh wow. Uh, from what I've read, it... it uh, there's only a couple parts, but um, that have been uh, changed. But they've added a lot of stuff too to make the movie a little better than the book, from what I've read. Uh, even though people aren't biggest fans of this movie or the book, so I guess I don't know. I guess yeah. it's the it's marginal, I guess. But um, so um, what happens next is that uh, he goes to, like, the Mayo Clinic to see what's going wrong with him. You know, they can't figure it out. And no one can figure it out until he finally is like, okay, fine. I'm, there's a curse on me. I'm you know? cursed, yeah. Um, then he goes to visit the, the gypsies who've been moving around lately and just going and putting on shows wherever and, you know, uh, just around uh, the northeastern part of the United States. So he goes and tries to find them, which I think would probably be easier now because of the internet, but now he's got to go around and... Pay some people off and find some shit of where (laughs) these gypsies are. And he finally meets them, and then they, you know, he has to take the curse off, and they don't. And they, you know, move him off the land, and he promises them that the white man from town is going to come back and fuck them all up. Which he ends up doing, because in the beginning of the movie, we see that he's a lawyer. Yep. And we get to meet the best character of this film, (laughs) which is his client... Richie the Hammer, Hammer. played by Joe Montana. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> a fan favorite I think we can all yes, agree he is the fucking awesome <laughs> the, the best part of this movie for those of you who don't know Joe Montana, yes you do <laughs> he's in The Godfather 3, Dead Like Me Joan of Arcadia, The Starter Wife he's done tons of TV he's Fat Tony in The Simpsons which is the same voice he uses right. in this as Just a gangster his voice. <laughs> <laughs> he actually narrates the book on Audible I'm listening uh, to him read me the book right now <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we met him earlier, and throughout the movie, the the lawyer, the thinner guy, ends up, you know, calling him, asking him, hey, do you know anything about curses? And then finally he calls him up and is like, hey, I need your help, man. I'm getting messed up. And they they end up hooking up and, um, and uh, whatchamacallit. Richie starts Richie. threatening them. Ri- yeah, but when yeah. he first meets up with the lawyer, he's like, man, you should have called me a long time ago. Yeah. This has gone way out of hand now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he's like, uh, all right, I'm going to take care of this. He ends up hiring this one guy to go, um, actually he goes and he poisons the, the gypsy's dogs 
Then he hires this one dude he just meets at a convenience store to go watch him and tell him what happens afterward. And the next day, the the guy is like, hey, I saw him. They started freaking out when he saw the dogs died. I think they made me, though. I gotta get out of here. And then they actually do end up catching him and killing him. Mm-hmm. Then leaving his body for Joe Montana and the lawyer to find. Yep. Uh, and then comes the best line of the movie, I think, is when Joe Montaigne is like, you know, that, that that boy, he was a mook, but he was my mook. <laughs> he was my mook. <laughs> Richie the Hammer. <laughs> no, then Richie goes out, he kills um, the the main gypsy guy, which his name is Tattoo Lemke. Tattoo yeah. Lemke. It's like his son-in-law, right? The yeah, gypsy who cursed his, him, his, his son-in-law. His great granddaughter's husband. Right, okay. Great-grand-son-in-law. Uh, great-grandson-in-law, yeah, sure. <laughs> who, um, who, uh, Kari Wurr is his great-granddaughter. And mm-hmm. If you don't know her, she's like eight-legged freaks. Tons and tons of film and, and TV. What else? Is I wrote some shit down that she's in. Yeah, I didn't recognize very much, so I didn't write anything down. You don't remember? Uh, she's... she's was in one of the Hellraiser movies, I think oh, Denner. Okay. She was like a main character, one of them, like the main main person, one of them. Uh, I think one of them actually takes place in Romania. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I remember seeing her. She's she's still looking pretty good. She's in her fifties now. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, and, anyway. Anywho. Um, so um, Richie goes out there to, and he starts lighting up the um, the uh, the gypsy camp, and the gypsies end up killing accidentally killing the great-granddaughter's husband yeah and the day the next day you know the cops are investigating because richie just lights up the whole place he shoots up the old dude's uh uh his uh little camper thing little hatchback thing mm-hmm. uh and then the next day richie comes back and with the cops saying that he's fbi and he questions the great-granddaughter and he tricks her and he throws her, he, like, pushes her and busts her up a little bit, then puts acid on her forehead. Yeah, to where well, she it balances a jar, yeah, jar of forehead. acid. At first, though, it's pretty funny. He's like, that's acid, bitch, as he throws, and, and you know, he's like, ah, oh, that's just soda pop. Yeah, it was Now nothing. here's the real acid. <laughs> and he does, like, his one eye is closed. He's, like, kind of, like, one eye is really wide open, one's closed. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, then he's like, Tell the old man to meet me in two hours at the lighthouse. <laughs> and so he meets the, um, the the lawyer there, and he must weigh about 120 pounds now. Yeah. Gives him, he's like, you know, I can't remove this curse, really, but I can put it in this pie, and you have to feed this pie to someone for the curse to be taken off. Right. For you to be well again. And then Tatsu Lemke's like, do you have anyone in mind who you'd like to give this pie to? And the lawyer's like, yeah, I do. And from that point on, and the, well, the and the gypsy man keeps saying, "Eat your own pie. You die thin, but you die clean. Die yeah. clean, white man from town." Well, before he says that, though, when he asks him, like, if you have anyone, you this is for this is kind of a way of kind of testing him mm-hmm. in a way, uh, saying because if the guy was like, you know what, I really don't have anyone in mind that, that I want dead, you know, yeah, then the guy I think would have said. Well, good luck or whatever. I don't think he would have said eat your own pie or or emphasized it as much as he did right. because he's seeing this this man who's broken and even though he has some redemption he can take, he doesn't and he's still vengeful even after he gets what he wants. So that's why I think he's like urging him to eat his own pie because he knows mm-hmm. he's just gonna he's out for vengeance still even right. though he's won mm-hmm. through everything. And he ends up taking the pie back home and his wife he, he of course he thinks his wife is still cheating on him so right. he wants to feed the pie to her mm-hmm. and then he comes home later on a few days later and you know wife is there and she eats the pie and then they wake up the next morning and he looks over and he sees like a desiccated body of his wife and he's like well the curse is gone now goes downstairs he's and... a real dick about it too like he doesn't yeah. feel guilty at all not at he all he hasn't learned no. anything so then he goes downstairs and he sees that another slice of pie was eaten and that his daughter also had eaten the pie so she has a fate coming up to where she's not going to be around very much mm-hmm. longer she's definitely going to die so then he's going to eat his own pie finally but then the guy dr mikey that's you know 
he thinks he's che- his wife was cheating on comes over and then he gets that look in his eye like oh okay well I finally do get to um, you know get vengeance even more on this guy yeah I'm gonna feed this guy poor bastard the pie yeah but it's somewhat ambiguous if they're you know if he she was cheating on him you don't really know but it doesn't seem like she is no he's totally paranoid yeah she's probably not cheating on him so uh, even so they have a 14 year old daughter you're gonna kill the mother of your child exactly you think maybe she cheated on you that's awful yeah The, the the wife though is lucinda jenny i've never really seen her all that much she's on a shitload of like tv yeah, lots of TV, The Shield, 24. She's also in Practical Magic and Rain Man. I don't remember her. Yeah, I don't She's remember in that those enough. movies. Yeah. Then the daughter, you said you've seen her before. Oh, yeah. She, I want to say Guiding Light is the first time that I saw her. <laughs> I think she's done a couple of soap operas. Um, One Tree Hill. She's a main character on One Tree Hill. I've never watched it, but I've uh-huh. definitely seen her. Dexter, I feel like I should remember yeah, I her, remember but I don't. Her. One season she's in. Huh. Just tons of TV. Tons Mostly of TV. TV she does. Yeah. Director, I see too. She's done a little bit of directing. Okay. Uh, but those are the main people, though. Yeah. So a couple of cameos. One's not really a cameo because no, he's totally King. not. Stephen King is the pharmacist. His name is Mr. Bangor, which is funny because that's Bangor, Maine, is where he's from. Well, <laughs> okay. uh, so I thought that was funny. And then Larry rewound it because I missed it. It's oh yeah, blink right. and you'll miss it moment. The orderly. Is played by Josh Lucas. <laughs> yeah, and I called him a uh, ice cream orderly. Ice cream orderly? Yeah, because he gives ice cream to... Oh, okay. Because when, um, what's his name, goes to the Mayo Clinic to get better, right. he's still eating a lot. He, yeah. Throughout this movie, he has to keep eating or else he's going to even lose more weight. Yeah. So he's, so he's just chowing right. down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ice cream orderly. <laughs> yeah, Josh Lucas. <laughs> Tom Holland's son is in this too. Aww. He plays Frank Spurton, the guy uh, uh, Joe Montana hires to check out the, the, the gypsy Aww, camp. Aw, I didn't realize that was his son. Yeah, he's also drew, produced some film uh, and some TV also. He's like an artist, so that was okay. pretty cool. Cool. It was a nice little thing to see. Uh, Michael Constantine, he plays Tattoo, Tattoo Lemke. Uh, the one thing I, he's been around forever, but one thing I remember him from is my big fat Greek wedding. He's the dad. Oh, okay. Which is, yeah, I think he's the funniest part in the movie, actually. Okay. So. <laughs> I've never seen it, but all right. Yeah, I've only seen it once long. Mm-hmm. I remember how big that film was. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah, it was huge independent film. Like, it broke records, and then they put out a shitty sequel that I didn't even see. So, yeah. whatever. Anyway, um, differences between this and the book, there are only a few. Like, there's no doc, and in the end, Richie dies. Richie the Hammer, I guess, gets killed because oh. when... Uh, spoilers! I'm well, not that's done the book. yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, what? No, Those are the only two spoilers. The book's not aging well. I'm probably not going to finish it yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he dies... Well, you think he dies because when the lawyer gets back in the car, he sees that there's a severed like hand or arm in there, like Richie's. <laughs> so they ended up getting him anyway. Good. No way, man. Richie's the fucking hammer, dude. He was the best. He's a bad dude, though. He should die. Uh, they, you know what? Come to think of it, I think every character in there is unlikable except the daughter. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's you, the you, only innocent party. You never really root for anyone until... Mm-mm. I mean, I think... Through growing up, I always rooted for the main guy in this film, and Richie the Hammer, because um, I guess I really didn't think about it as much as I have now. Right. Um, I love vengeance movies, <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> getting vengeance on people, even if they deserve it or not, I, I kind of like to watch. So I guess I always enjoyed that. But now watching it again, I kind of see like how this is, I don't know, uh, an allegory maybe for vengeance or vigilantism, I guess. Because, yeah, he is a bad person, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't learn anything at the end of the movie. But at the beginning of the movie, he was kind of a good person, you know, that he, he, okay, he wasn't bad. He got Richie the Hammer off clean, and that guy's a mobster. Hey, hey, hey. He's a great person. Now you're going to put all the mobsters in there? (laughs) Yeah, all right, fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think mobsters are great people. There, I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Change well, my mind. We'll, 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 we'll think differently about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, I'm glad you came to that realization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah, there's no real likable characters in this film, except for the daughter. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And the book, it seems like, I mean, I hope that the point is you're not supposed to like this guy or agree with him because I just got to the part where he just totally blames his wife completely for what happened. He accepts absolutely no responsibility for his actions at all. Mm. Pretty much what happens in the book, too. So. Yeah. No, I mean in the book. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean mm-hmm. in the movie, I'm sorry. In the movie, definitely, but it's a lot more blatant in the book. Right. Yeah. So, back in... This came out when I was in high school. Uh, I remember seeing it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I liked it a lot. And I remember talking to my brother about it. He's like, oh, man, that, that movie fucking sucked, you know? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I kind of liked it. <laughs> why didn't he like it? I don't know. He doesn't... Ken, why didn't you like Thinner? Uh, I mean, I didn't I really either. I think he read the book and probably oh. didn't like it. And, uh, one thing, too, is that... Now with HD, I'm starting to see, you get to see things a bit better. Like makeup in this movie, uh, some of it was pretty good, yeah. but the fat suit stuff didn't really hold up well. Mm-hmm. Now with high def, you can kind of see the lines and everything in the fat suit. And he wasn't really believable as a fat dude, too. You know, I, I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. It's kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, one thing, I, this came out when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. uh, one, I was with, hanging out with one of my friends at school one day, and there's this guy, he used to bother everyone, and no one ever beat the shit out of him. No one. <laughs> I finally did, <clears throat> probably months later after the story. I, I, I decked him a few times, it felt good. Anyway, okay. so um, J- my friend and I, John, he was on a, a past episode, uh, we, we talked about this movie for days, and we kept doing like, Theater to each other, or yeah, I feel or, like yeah. what you're doing is an impression of John. Yes, doing an it is. It, of it is. Theater. <laughs> <laughs> so at one time, like this, this this kid was fucking with people, and my friend just went up to him, and he went, "No teeth like that," you know, as as a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, later on that day, some dude decked him in the face and knocked out his teeth. <laughs> fucking weirdest thing, man. So I, John is a gypsy, is what you're yeah, saying. <laughs> he's, he's an old gyp. Lucky he didn't have that big cancer thing on his nose like <laughs> Tatsu Lemke did. <clears throat> Alright, there are five kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. No breasts, no penises. Nope. Uh, what grade do you give it? C minus. I don't C-minus? think it's aging well. I, I don't like the anti-hero. I never mm-hmm. really have, and so yeah. Meh. You? Uh, see, I like the anti-hero because I think, of course, it straddles the line between good and bad. But me, ninety uh, percent of the time when I go to <clears throat> see a movie, I I cheer for the villain anyway. Yeah. So I guess it it's, stands up to me a lot more, especially <clears throat> with the Joe Montana part. Um, especially back around that time too. That's right around you know, uh, Sopranos were coming out right. and everything. So it. Kind of built into that a little, a little, and just with the whole Goodfellas and Godfather and just how that lifestyle is so appealing in a way, of sure. course without all the consequences that right, comes along with it. Absolutely, yeah. Kind of, you kind of end up liking these roles, these antiheroes, these Scarface, the 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 characters in the movie Casino. Yeah, we watched not a little Scarface, bit the other day. but the characters in the movie <clears throat> Casino, sure. Well, you've never even seen Scarface. You I don't have even seen know. Scarface. You've, you've seen like the first half of it. I watched all of Scarface because I watched Carlito's Way for the first time, and I was like, wow, this movie's so good. <laughs> and then I watched Scarface directly after, which was a huge mistake. <laughs> How about Carlito's Way, even? I mean, he's not necessarily no, a hero. No, he's not a good guy. You're no, right. It's one of the few either. anti-heroes. But he's trying to get out, man. He's yeah, but he's going around the, the whole wrong way, though. <laughs> Counselor. So, <yeah. laughs> I, I wouldn't say that I root for the villain, but like the Black Panther, Eric Killmonger. I don't root for him, but I completely understand where he's coming from. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, and I can I, I agree with you, but I, I take it even further than that. Which I think he is the hero of maybe that movie. He should, <laughs> to me, yeah, he is. maybe he should he have is the hero. won. Yep, that's possible. And the heroes don't always win. Sometimes. But the anti-hero, I mean, especially so at the other end of the spectrum from Black Panther, this anti-hero was the white man from town. The whole point is that he didn't have any consequences because these people were gypsies. The guy even says, he said, "I didn't see her." And the guy said, why wasn't you watching? You never see us. And it's definitely a point between, like, white people and non-white people. Right, yeah, that's a good point. So, C-. I give it a B plus. Okay. Um, 
It's nice and short. It's only it an is. hour and 30 minutes. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, most, uh, I wouldn't say most. Stephen King films can vary. They're, some of them reach a, a high mark. There's movies like, uh, not mine necessarily, but like The Shining is is thought of as, as a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's all right. You know, I like it, but I'm not gaga over it. But then there's movies like The Langoliers. <laughs> Which I've seen more than once. <laughs> about big flying testicles with teeth. We we were looking at Tom Holland movies. <laughs> we thought about that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not The Langoliers, though. <laughs> so not all of them are great, but yeah, you got movies like Misery, and then you got movies like Maximum Overdrive, which I like anyway. Definitely, yeah. I think this very one goes... Very different movies, yeah. This one's... And for me, it's in the middle. I really enjoy Thinner. It's It's a fun ride. Take it for what it is. Uh, you might learn a lesson or two, or maybe not. But one yeah. thing you will get is an awesome performance by Joe Montana. Yes. As Richie the fucking hand. You okay. do. <laughs> he is the best part. That's yeah. true. Uh, kid, he was a mook. <laughs> <laughs> he was my mook. Anything else to add to this? No, I no. think we covered it. I'm yeah, glad that we it. did it. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't realize that Tom Holland directed this movie. I didn't either uh, until you brought it up. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I didn't... Yeah, wow, shit. We might yeah. as well do this movie then, fuck, since I met him. It's well-directed, that's yeah, for sure. it, it is. quickly, which Tom Holland is good at. Um, yeah. The special effects, yeah, the fat suit's not that great, but the dead wife's pretty gross. I'd yeah, say. that was gross. Yeah. The, the, the zit guy was pretty gross. Yeah, the, lizard the scaly guy. guy. He's yeah. good at makeup effects. Or whoever he has doing his makeup effects is good at it. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, B plus for me. Check it out. Check out Jessalyn Spoils It All. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I feel like I stumbled a lot talking about A Cure for Wellness. I want to tell you all about it. Read my blog. Yeah, do that. It's it's uh, the, all the bait and switch you got in here on the yeah. show. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Read the blog. Now read my blog. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us once again, and we will be coming to you next week. It will be probably just us again. We'll get into a flow of us until I have some more guests on here, or until we reach episode number 50, which will be coming up in about a month. So, uh, all right, guys, we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. <laughs>